and welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. Dennis Lisa McEntee here. Let's take the drama out, Lisa. Happy holidays. Hey, happy holidays. A little kind of aggressive there on the intro, right? Oh, no. Okay, That's good. just totally fits you. You be you, I'll be me. <laughs> Love it. Well, Lisa, I think today we want to talk about where most holiday drama comes from. Ooh. Ooh, it does happen, right? And I think when we... <laughs> Boy, does it happen. And I think if we can kind of know the source, it really helps us create like strategies and action plans and, and things that really will help modulate and sort of help us create better outcomes. And, and so here's sort of the idea, right? Is that most drama happens. It is a tragic expression, right? We say tragic because like how many times does like an adult, like a 40-year-old person like something triggers them and then they act like a six-year-old or a 53-year-old adult or, or 52-year-old. Okay. Well, let's say with 40. Okay. It's those young people. So it's 40, 40-year-olds, 40 but think about it, right? It's like, how many times does something happen and it triggers a person and then they revert back to some of these childhood behaviors. And that's what we say. Most of this drama is a tragic expression mm-hmm. of an unmet need. And the challenge many times is that people don't even know what they need. They just, boom, something happens, triggers them, and they react out of it. And they've never stepped back and said, hey, what do I need? And I think a lot of times it's like they put this, like they put this need, this need fulfillment on other people. Absolutely. Right? It's like, hey, it's your job to meet my needs. Yeah. But it's really like, hey, this is not the goal. Right. Right. The goal is not to like, you know, have other people meet your needs, Uh but it's like, Hey, you've got to be able to step back and get your own needs met in a really healthy way before you can turn around and, you know, share them with other people. Yeah. And that's such a powerful thing because a lot of times we do not even realize that this is an unmet need. Yeah, It's just, we, we react or we respond. Okay. So I'm going to tell a little story on us. Right. All right. Okay. So yesterday, uh-oh. Yesterday. I didn't do it. So yesterday we were working on a few more Christmas decorations, you know, got some already out, but you know, there's a few other things we were like, oh, you know, let's add this. This will be fun. And um, so Dennis had gone golfing with our boys and we had a couple sets of golf clubs in the garage, just kind of right there in the middle of the garage. Well, I needed to get so a large Christmas item out of the garage to bring it through, but I had to move the golf clubs before I How did. Dare you move my golf clubs? And I know. So and so before I did, I went into the other room and I said, "Hey, the golf clubs are in the middle of the garage, and um, where do you want them? I need to move them to get this other thing out of the garage." And my thought is, is if I'm going to move them, I want to move them where they actually are supposed to go because I don't want to really move them twice. It's just, I don't want to do that. I'm kind of like, if I'm going to move it, let's just move it all the way hundred percent. I don't want to get 80% done. And sometimes our golf clubs go on the shelf and, but sometimes they go down kind of like beside the shelf. And what was your response? Well, I was, I was kind of like, um, Hey, just put them where they're, you know, where they go. Why are you asking me this? Right. With right. using those words. Right. I didn't say that, but I was, I don't even but, really but remember. Emotion, that emotion, emotion, like you kind of saw that in my face. I was like, well, just put them where they go. Why, why are you even asking me this? That was my thinking. And it kind of created a little bit of this angst, like on the inside of me, like I really almost felt corrected by the question. Well, and what that did is that kind of reverted back to a childhood thing. Oh, here it comes. It, it reverted back to <laughs> yeah. a childhood thing of, 
you know, Hey, you didn't, I don't know. What is, what is that childhood thing? You didn't put your stuff away. Where does your stuff go? Or, you know, mommy's going to pick up after you, whatever, you know, which was totally not the direction I was headed, but you just, you know, it's a split second. Yeah. And the great thing, I think like probably even like 10 years ago, that would have really triggered me and I would have like reacted out of it. And 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 it would have lasted for hours. Right. Right. The great thing is, I was like, I knew what was going on and I go, okay, I was triggered but I was able to step back and like read my own emotions Mm -hmm. and then quickly just like get out of that emotion. And and really it's like uh, a lot of this drama comes from, it's like this, you've got this need. And I think, you know, sort of one of the core needs that maybe like was kind of, it was bumping up against was, you know, this whole idea of being respected. Right. And so, and you were able to process through that on your own time. And I was able to sit back and think that was kind of, I felt this vibe. I felt this tension, this wall buildup in the process of me asking you that question and you responding. And I was able to go back to you and say like, Hey, can we talk about this real quick? Cause I, I felt this, this incredible tension, what happened here? And you were able to tell kind of what you were feeling or what you were thinking. And I was able to say, this was my intention on why I wanted to know specifically about the golf clubs, because I don't, want to move them more than once. I just going to put them. And I think that if we wouldn't have been able to, if we wouldn't have been self-aware, if we wouldn't have known ourselves, we wouldn't have been able to do that. And the interesting thing is, is we're so influenced by social media nowadays. Yeah. And we are so influenced by our surroundings that we don't even know ourselves and we don't even know who we are. And I think that's sort of the the key, right? So it's why we've been through the Drama Free Holiday Series, really been offering some of these psychometric tools. Like one we're going to talk about today is the 4D, right? right? Which is a fantastic tool to really know, hey, this is what makes me tick. And this is what ticks me off. Mm-hmm. And really like self-knowledge becomes more important than task knowledge, right. like knowing yourself. And, you know, af- after going through some of these assessments and some coaching myself, you know, I've been able to really kind of self-regulate. And even that one experience yesterday, I, I mean, 10 years ago, I just flew off the handle. Right. Right. But I was like, okay, I, I-, I 20 feel years this- ago, I mean, we probably, it would have been tension for a couple of days. Yeah. And so really this whole ability to self-regulate yourself, like know what's going on on the inside of you, right? Be self-aware enough to go, hey, this is going on, right? I I felt disrespected. It was a story I was telling myself. It wasn't even the story that it wasn't even the meaning you put to it. And it wasn't even disrespect on my side. Yeah, It was your interpretation of it. And so it's all about knowing you and how you interpret things, how you see things, your perspective. Well, and I think the key with, with a lot of this, and this is a big thought is really helping people own their own emotions. Yes. Right. Because we have all of these outside pressures, especially during the holidays, right? It's like, there are so many outside pressures because of the, the schedule and the parties and the expectations and the gifts and all of these different expectations that are really from the outside that we really kind of allow it to control our insides. And I think that's a very slippery slope. It's, it's sort of why social media becomes really powerful because people look out and they kind of compare their insides with other people's outsides. Right. right? It's like they look out and they see all these other people and they go, well, I, I should have that same expectation or I should be doing that too. And listen, that's not true. No, no, it's not. And really it's like, you know, we, we talk to people about like living the best life ever, but uh, who tells you what your best life ever is? 
mm-hmm. right? Only you, only you know what the best love life ever is, like uh, the best holiday season ever. Well, who determines that? You yeah, determine that. Absolutely. The, and these are all things, these are like, this is where you prefer to live like mentally. This is, this is where you prefer how you prefer to behave. This is what makes you tick. This is what ticks you off. These are all these different things. This, these awarenesses it's, it's like, who am I without, if I put my phone away and if I were on a deserted Island, what was that movie? Um, Castaway. Castaway. Oh my gosh. Such a great movie. I need to watch that again because there's so much inner, conversation and communication and awareness going on just in that movie. If you were alone on a deserted Island without your phone and without your computer and all you had was you, what was, what's the conversation that you would have with yourself? Would you discover who you are? And would you discover, you know, what's going on inside you to be able to communicate with other people? Yeah. Lisa, and think about it. It's like, you know, the, the person that you have the most conversation with is yourself. Yeah. Right. It's like, and this true is it's true for everybody. And the challenge is, is that we were having these conversations, right? We're having these thoughts that are going running through our mind, and a lot of times, like we just allow it. Like we don't even control the conversation. Right. right? We're not even in, you know. And our hope is like, hey, take charge of this conversation that you're having with yourself because you're having, you're going to have it. It's not like don't have a conversation with yourself. No, you're going to have these thoughts. You're going to have these things that go on, but sort of like self-regulate and really take control of it and really own like your own emotions. And that's really what helps you experience the peace and joy, especially during the holiday season. Yeah. It's it's not stuff that happens outside. It's not the presence and the gifts. And, you know, it's it's something that happens internally. And if you can't fix yourself eternally, you'll never fix anything externally. Yeah. So, so like in our, our golf club story, you could be going into your office. And I think we told this story, I don't know, months ago on one of our podcasts, you talk about you're walking into an office and your your boss is your boss is silent. He's walking in and you're at your desk and you go into this fear zone because your boss didn't smile at you, or it could be your coworker. Your boss didn't smile at you, didn't recognize you, didn't say hi, different behaviors than what is normal, right? And we're not talking about right now, we're not going to try to fix the boss's behavior because the boss is the boss is the boss and she, he or she has her own behaviors that she's dealing with. But right now I've got to take care of my responses and how I react and what I think. And so if, if she walks past me and I'm thinking, crap, I'm going to get fired. I, or I, something went wrong with my project and I didn't even know it. This, you know, we're imagining this project and it's creating the story. Exactly. And I am going to go through a whole story in my head of what's going on. And based on the behavior that the boss has is going to trigger me in my story that I, the direction of my story. Then it creates this feeling. Exactly. And then you act out of that feeling and you create a mess and you're the one that's done this. It's not the boss that's done this. You have done this to yourself. And how many times do people do this? We do these things. We, it's almost like we self-sabotage. We do. And, and honestly, absolutely your project, there could be something absolutely very wrong with your project in this whole walking through the project management. But if you can process it and come to it from a healthy place. So when you do have that conversation with your boss and she says, we have to talk about this project. You, you are not coming from a deficit. You're coming from a place of strength and you can have this conversation or it's the same thing for, for the, for the boss. You know, the boss can 
have been traveling for a lot of time and different projects could have not been tracking the way she he or she thinks they should have been tracking. I have no idea. I can't even and, the story. I have no idea. You know, then the boss is like, what is going on? Well, the boss doesn't even know the whole full story because the boss hasn't been around. You know, whatever the boss has been doing, traveling on vacation or working or whatever else. Yeah. And before you come down and just rail your your team, think about what's going on. What is the story I'm telling myself? Stop and let's decide, okay, I cannot compare my inside to your outside. Well, in most of the holiday drama, it comes from this story, right? And this story is created out of a tragic expression of an unmet need. Mm -hmm. Now, here's our encouragement even for leaders, right? Is that the best leaders are the best storytellers. Yeah. And part of the job of a leader is to step in and shape other people's stories, mm -hmm. right? Help them and almost like tell them, hey, this is what this means, right? Because nothing has meaning except the meaning that you give it. And one of the, some of the best leaders, they can shape the meanings like, hey, this is, this is what's good about this. Hey, this is what this means. Hey, this was a great learning moment. Instead of a mistake, it's like, well, this was a great learning moment. What did we learn here? What did I learn here? Right? Because I just paid the cost for the mistake, whether, whether it's an emotional cost, a financial cost, a, a team member cost, right? There's been a cost that's been paid. And so if you're going to pay the price, you better get the payoff. And that is a simple way of like, hey, leaders step in and they help shape other people's stories and help shape other people's meanings. And listen, we can do that with the holidays. We do that with family members. Absolutely. Right? Maybe, maybe like, you know, uh, like for us, Lisa, you know, um, because of our kids or adult children, we're not even going to end up celebrating Christmas until December 28th. And you know what? We have to be okay with that. Yeah. And, and realize like, hey, that's, that's actually what we want is we want to celebrate together. Well, it, it's sort of the meaning that I've created to that is that, you know, Christmas is December 24th through January 1. That is Christmas. Right. It's, and it's like, it's not a day. It's not December 25th or it's not December 24th, but it's like, Hey, Christmas is December 24th to January 1st. That is Christmas. And so whatever that looks like during that, it doesn't have to be a certain day, but that's just a meaning that I've created. Mm -hmm. And that meaning that you've created has actually helped you be able to process and deal with the, okay, I'm not going to wake up Christmas morning and open gifts with my family and have all of these littles running around and cheering because they're so excited or be exhausted the night before because you didn't sleep because you were wrapping presents and the littles were too excited for Santa. And then you wake up and everybody's exhausted for Christmas morning and trying to keep your stuff. In <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's really just a story that I've created, right? It's, it's, it's the meaning that I've chosen for it. And it goes back to you choose your meanings. Mm -hmm. People choose their meanings. And as you go through the holidays, our encouragement is like, listen, choose your meaning, right? Right. And, and choose the meaning that serves you well. You own your own emotions because you create an emotion out of this meaning that you have told yourself it is. And so if you want a different emotion, you got to get a different meaning to it. Absolutely. You know, it's even like this whole idea of like just turning mistakes into learning moments. It's like, that's just a different meaning that all of a sudden kind of takes some of the sting out of it and allows us to step back and really learn instead of just going through the negative experience and not really changing. Yeah. And do you know, the other interesting thing about this psychometric assessment, this behavioral assessment is it gives us a better idea of, of, you know, what really, what makes us tick and what ticks us off. It gives us a better idea of what fills us and what drains us because there are some people that they, I 
I come across to people as an extroverted person. I come across as I could go for hours, energizer bunny, interacting with people. But really- The secret, the true secret comes out. But really, I fill up all by myself. I could spend hours and hours by myself and be- completely satisfied. And I know that during the holidays, the holidays are difficult for me because there are more activities. There's more Christmas parties, there's Christmas markets, there's team meetings, there's team Christmas parties, there's client Christmas parties, client Christmas parties. There's all of these interactions, there's extra meetings. And I have to be aware of that. And because I am aware of how I work, like this 4D assessment gives me all of these markers that really help me. And I'm thinking, okay, I understand. I I look out on my calendar and I have to recognize I'm going to have to pull back here and here and here. Or another thing is, is that I was having a conversation with um, a company up in Massachusetts. Well, Massachusetts, they tend to be much more direct. They tend to be in me. To me, it's a little bit like in your face. Hey, and you're from Massachusetts. We love you. Absolutely. Right? We love you. We it's, think you're awesome. You are. If you're in the New England area, it's it's a very direct, more much more direct conversations. Um, kind of reminds me of when we lived in Germany. We lived up in Northeast Germany. And those, those, those conversations are very direct and to the point. And for me, I, that's not necessarily my natural inclination. That's not how I... I am, but I knew that I had to put on my direct hat in having this conversation with this person because we had to get some stuff done. We just had to get it done. And I had, and I couldn't, if I wasn't direct, I would not have accomplished what we needed to, because she was expecting me to be direct and I needed something. I needed her to, to do something for us to accomplish this. Well, and here's what's interesting is it totally drained you. Absolutely. Right. Drained no, here's what's interesting. That energizes me. Uh-huh. Right. It's like, you know, that conversation, I'm like, I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah. I got off the right? phone. I was like, okay, let's I'm I'm in. Let's let's have that kind of conversation. Let's be direct and straightforward and let's get this thing accomplished. And right. And it's like that energized me and that drains you. And really understanding, and this is where like great teamwork and great relationships yes. happen is like, Hey, if that drains you, then that's a great clue in our marriage. Like, Hey, maybe that's something, if it energizes me, then that's something I need to pick up the mantle on. And just, you know, it, that's something that I need to be involved with. And, and that's right. where great teamwork really kind of happens. Right. So when you, when you're sitting down and, and whether it's a family situation or a team situation, and there's these different things that have to be done, and there's a little bit of fluidity on whose task it is, um, you could sit down and, and I, I know that for me, if it has to be a very direct conversation that really has to get some things done, I can do those, but I can only do so many of those. And so at some point I need to turn over to my coworker, Dennis and say, Dennis, would you have time to have this conversation? And me knowing that that's his strength, me knowing that that is not my strength. I can wear those shoes, but that does not fill me. That doesn't fuel me. And that doesn't, um, energize me. And so knowing that I have these other things coming up, I know me and I know I, I'm going to have to call it quits. I'm going to need to delegate this to someone. Right. And so it really like, you know, great, 
great marriages, great relationships, great teams. It's really, it's all about teamwork, right? Great organizations, all about teamwork, really understanding your needs. And Lisa, what I love about the 4D, and let's just kind of cover this, and I know we got to go pretty soon, is that it really answers kind of these four, these three questions. And these are the three questions for every relationship that really eliminate a lot of the drama, right? Is first of all, like, hey, this is what I need. And many times just getting very, very clear. Now, if I need this, Lisa, I don't expect you to meet that need, right? It's like, no, this is what I need. Say that again. So if I have something, this is what I need. I don't necessarily put that expectation on you to meet that need. I just realized this is my need and I need to get it met in a healthy way. Yes. Right. And and I think that's a lot of times like I have this need, so I'm going to put it on you. So it's like, hey, this is what I need. What do you need? Right. Cause a lot of times it's like these conversations are just needs and negotiation. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need this. What do you need? Right. How do we get our needs met in a healthy way? Right. With clear boundaries. And then the third magic question is, is literally like, how do we handle conflict? Absolutely. Rules for conflict. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it, even like our marriage, they said, it's like, you know, well, uh, we have a great marriage and it's not because we haven't had like really big problems, but we just had this one rule that like, we've never talked about divorce. So we've never said the word. It's like, we we've never, started- well, we've never held that over the other person's head. When, when Dennis does something down and dirty, I don't throw that over to him. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's just one simple rule that it, it, it I mean, in fact, I mean, I remember us like arguing when we were first married and, you know, and I said, listen, I said, if you ever decide to leave, just tell me where we're going because I'm coming with you, right? It's like, hey, I'm I'm coming. It's like, we're in this thing together. This is like, you know, we're, we're going to be, you know, together. And so even like with teams, like great organizations have great rules for conflict. One of the, one of the best rules that we've seen that we really encourage people to create is like own your own stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's like, if you have this, this trigger or this need, you own it yourself, right? Yeah. Don't put it out on other people and nobody makes you feel anything. Just own your own stuff. And, you know, don't have these third party conversations. If I have a problem with somebody, then I go right to the source and I have a conversation and have a needs negotiation in an adult way, not in a tragic childhood trauma type way, but adult to adult. And, you know, we just want to encourage you, like, listen, the holidays are here and we, we don't want you to like have this drama. You know, and the interesting thing is, is you can't own your own stuff if you don't know what your stuff is. It, and so self-knowledge is always better than task knowledge. And that's why I love about the 4D, right? So listen, if this is something that you feel like you would, it would help you, we, we've got some great executive coaches that and they will totally walk you through this. Yeah. And it's basically so it's, easy. It's a 40 page report that really gives you a lot of that self-knowledge so that you can create your own personal plan to get your own needs met and really get more joy and peace in your organization and in your personal relationships. So I think people can just simply email info on info at leadershipdevgroup.com. That's leadershipdevgroup.com. And Lisa, we'll make sure that's in the show notes too, right? Absolutely. So Lisa, your big takeaway? Um, You know, my big takeaway is that we are so influenced by social media and we're so influenced by our surroundings, the people around us, and that we don't even know who we are anymore. And because we, um, we merge we merge with those those things around us and how can i have self knowledge if i don't know myself and how can i show up healthy and how can i how can i really be the best me if i don't even know who me is 
Wow, that's really good. I, I think for me is that if I have an if I'm in an emotion that's not serving me well at the time, step back and ask myself, okay, what meaning am I creating? Hmm. Right, because if I can change the meaning, I can change the emotion. And so, really stepping back and going, okay, what's the meaning that I'm putting to all of these different behaviors yeah. and circumstances and situations? And I control the meaning, and I can control the emotion. Amazing. Yep. Awesome. Listen, this has been fun. And uh, listen, this most drama comes in the holiday. It really becomes because of this tragic expression of an unmet need. So get your needs met in a healthy way and have a great holiday. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Tennis. Merry Christmas.